Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Tuesday, June 13th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Winnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us. How's everybody doing today? Doing great. Not too bad. Hanging in there, just trying to figure stuff out we're back on tv in a we are back on way, comcast so. channel 10 but everybody watching can now watch on there and we can get our games on there this week uh not fully back from where we want to be yet though yeah still have issues with another piece of equipment but kind of went around that so that we can be on tv for now all right let's get the show started today this news came out friday but it's a topic that really could be talked about all summer long uh the fact that uh, Shepard ranked 19th in the uh, Lindy's preseason poll, um, or was that, did that come out on Monday? No, it came out last week. Uh, but uh, Shepard ranked 19th in that Lindy's preseason poll. They're one of three PSAC teams to be ranked there, and we know last year they went 13-2, and 7-0 in the conference of the PSAC East champions. They went 3-1 and one in the postseason, wins over New Haven, Slippery Rock, Indiana, PA before falling to Colorado School of the Mines in the D2 semifinals. Other teams ranked in front of them in the conference. Slippery Rock is ranked 15th. Indiana, Pennsylvania ranked 11th. And uh, I believe that was it, right? One of three teams, yeah. I yeah, that is three. I, I understand why you would rank IUP and Slippery Rock ahead of Shepard in this preseason poll. Obviously, no Tyson Bajan, no Ronnie Brown, no Joey Fisher, no Brian Walker, and among the rest. The no Ryan Beach, no right. Roland Cook. Yeah. But uh, I think Shepard's received the benefit of a doubt at this point for being able to reload talent over the years. I mean, they've been able to replace guys, you know, at every position, really, including quarterback. So, I mean, they brought in a good quarterback transfer this year that – should be able to give them a good level of, of play. Obviously, you're losing the best Division II quarterback of all time, a record leader in every career statistic you could have. But that's 19's pretty low. I mean, Shepard kind of gets that sort of reputation. Uh, it seems like in every poll, preseason or not, but get themselves a good record over the year, and it'll it'll they'll climb. They'll climb. It's just right now there's too many question marks. Right? It's yeah. just surprising me the that they're actually that ranked at all. I'm. It doesn't surprise me. I'm they're surprised still be because a good of all team. they lost. Uh, no, it doesn't surprise me that they're a good team because, as Dylan just mentioned, you still give them the benefit of the doubt that they're able to retool and be a competitor in this very tough PSAC con- or PSAC, not PSAC conference, because then it's conference twice, Colin. PSAACC. <laughs> but back to that, as I was mentioning earlier, it's just too many question marks for this team because of not knowing how all these guys are actually going to be in this retooling or not. And with those teams like IUP and Slippery Rock, there's not as many question marks as there are compared to Shepard for those teams. And we know IUP, even though Shepard beat them in the 
regional championship still won the conference and slippery rock was right there with them and were a very very good team too and a team that a lot of people thought were going to be a team that you could have even saw in the regional finals yeah i think uh, i mean shepherd loses a lot on both sides of the ball but still returns you know a good bit of talent as well um you know there's a lot of question marks on the offensive side uh but defensively return the majority of the defense you do lose you know kyle smith malik holloway uh devin lynch en- entered the transfer portal so you lost a few guys that were key members but you still have grantham you still have your interior defensive line intact uh secondaries intact for the most part uh, besides Keyshawn haley so you know the defense i think will be the strength of this team um offensive line you return three out of five starters so you're good up front you have a guy that rotated in donovan riser as well so you have four offensive linemen that return um obviously you have questions with the quarterback you lose tyson bagent uh you lose ronnie brown so your running game's a little bit questionable you lose uh marlon cook your number one wide receiver ryan beach isn't going to come back so he wasn't expected i don't know if that's known nationally or not uh and also this isn't a poll that we typically talk about typically we talk about d2football.com and the coaches poll so that's another thing is more of the preseason poll okay but still yeah uh but you know that's just kind of interesting to me like personally i it's giving them a lot of props for what they did last year because to me we don't know a lot about this team on the field yet i mean but i'm sure that's other teams that are around the country that are losing players everybody's losing people so you don't really know how anybody's going to do this season but i think shepherd has now built itself as a program where they're consistently the best team if not or yeah the best team in this region so uh when you're consistently at the top it's going to take a lot to knock you off and i think with the reputation that shepherd has really since 2015 but even before that they had you know great success but since 2015 they've been consistently the best team in this region for the most part um you know you're expected to be great it's like you know if alabama i mean they're not alabama yet but i guess it's like trying to think of somebody that would be comparative to shepherd at the d1 level notre dame clemson you know or not clemson because they won that maybe like an oklahoma yeah i almost said oklahoma Oklahoma. is a good comparison (laughs) Like, Oklahoma's always got that reputation as being the best team in the Big 12 for the most part. So until they fall off, which they did last year, uh, but I don't, I don't expect Shepard to fall off. I think they're still going to be really good. I think overall their division is the weaker division in the PSAC, so I think they'll emerge as the top team in this division once again, uh, and we'll see where it goes from there. And uh, I am still have high expectations for this team. Ernie McCook's still there as the head coach, so – uh, you know, I would expect Shepard to once again be playing for a PSAC championship and potentially even playing for a regional championship again. I won't be surprised if that happens. Yeah, I wouldn't either. If you're on Facebook and you have thoughts on where the Shepard Rams would be, you can uh, uh, publish in the comment section. We'll read the comments later on in the show, but let's move on here. A topic we're going to revisit the topic we talked about a few weeks back and gave uh, our kind of thoughts on what the name could be but uh hagerstown is going to get a baseball team once again after the suns uh folded due to the mlb and kind of moving the minor leagues around uh so they had a you know submit your name contest until june 5th and now they announced last night or yesterday on their facebook page downtown baseball hagerstown we will soon announce the final five names 
one of which will be voted on as the nickname of Hagerstown's new minor league baseball team. Be sure to cast your vote when the polls open June 22nd. What was your name that you had been on? So I originally had them as the Hagerstown Hubs since it was Hub City, but later in the day I kind of thought about it and changed my uh, idea more to just instead of even though it's Hagerstown, calling them just the Hub City Conductors because Hub City was based off of it being really a hub of all the railroads kind of intersecting, and I was looking into it, and it actually kind of formed almost like a wagon wheel shape, and right in the smack dab middle is Hagerstown. So I went with the conductors being a train conductor kind of just to go with Hub City. So the Hub City Conductors is now what I want them to be called. Dylan, did you pick a name? I I must not have been on that day. Uh, I'm going to go with, guys, hear hear me out here. The Hagerstown Suns. No. That's an idea. (laughs) I think it's very original for me. That name might still actually have a trademark on it. Hagerstown Hamster. Right, yeah. I did the Hagerstown Hounds. The Hoagies. Ooh, Hoagies. Makes me hungry. It's not a bad name, uh, but we'll figure out here the final five when they come out June 22nd, and we'll uh, try to reach out and get somebody on the show from uh, downtown baseball, Hagerstown, which then would be known as Hagerstown, whatever the nickname is. The Hams. Uh, which their ballpark, I believe, slated to open for next season. State of the art downtown ballpark located at 50 West Baltimore Street in Hagerstown. We'll move on here as uh, a lot of news here with some teams in the basketball tournament. Uh, the basketball tournament held every summer. A lot of former college players, some former NBA players get in on the action. Uh, Best Virginia. We actually had, do we have John Flowers or Kevin Jones on last year? Was it Kevin Jones? Kevin Jones. We had Kevin, Kevin Jones on the show. He's returning this year. Uh, Josh Fla- John Flowers returns. Kadrian Johnson in addition for this team. Uh, Jay Sean Page. Uh, those are just some guys from West Virginia. Tavon Myers, I believe John Flowers' brother, Nathan Flowers. They kind of look alike in this photo. Their their faces look similar to me, so I, they could not be related, but to me they look alike. Nathan Adrian on the team from West Virginia. Jordan Allen, a Ryder University alum on the team. Looks like they have some uh, James Long, also player head coach on the team. Looks like they have some roles to also fill Uh, going into the season but marshall's alumni team heard that has made a lot of additions over the last couple weeks and uh, their team right now looks like this john elmore who's kind of the staple of the team Uh, rondell watson ryan taylor stevie browning those guys have all played in the past james kelly a couple year recent addition Uh, jared west a new addition to the team and uh, Tavion Kinsey, that rounds out the Marshall alumni side of it. Tavion Kinsey announced yesterday as a member of the squad. You got Derek Cook Jr., who I believe was on the team last year. Um, J.P. Tokoto, I believe is how you say his name. Tokoto from North Carolina on the team. Luke Fisher from Marquette. Rashad Suleiman, is that how you say it? Rashid Suleiman. Rashid Suleiman, a Duke, Maryland alum. Uh, is also on the team. These two squads have some good teams putting they're putting themselves together for the regional that it's set for Wheeling late July. Tavion was the interesting one because he's, he's trying to get to the, for the NBA. NBA, and if you make it to the NBA, you can't play in the TBT. So I'm guessing that he's probably not going to make it, uh, which we already kind of knew. But 
It was kind of interesting that. He's but he's been doing all these workouts. So I don't this, know. So I don't know. Supposedly he worked out for the Lakers today. So I don't know. But um, will who knows if he already did or not? Yeah, probably not though. because it's, it's nine twenty there. Nine o'clock right now. It's scheduled to work out for them. Maybe he yeah. did yesterday. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I like the pickup of Suleiman. He was pretty good for Maryland and Duke. Yeah, back in the day. So uh, we'll see if heard that can come out of the Wheeling region. I don't know why it's being played in Wheeling, but uh, I guess they like that better than Charleston. I don't know. Charleston makes sense, though. I think no, his workout is actually ongoing with the Lakers as we speak. Or played in Morgantown. Yeah, playing in Morgantown. Uh, they couldn't. They tried that originally, I believe, at the Coliseum, but I think it had something to do with uh, AC, actually. Wow. I can't remember what the They have no AC at the was, Coliseum? I think. Wow. I could be wrong. All that money that, they're paying by hugs. There, there was a, put some there was a reason why it couldn't be. I'd have to look. Well, it up look, to maybe remember, with that million dollars they docked him, they can put AC in the no, Coliseum. Yeah, that was go. getting sent uh, to different organizations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but the TBT will take place the regional in West Virginia at West Banco Arena, Wheeling, next month. Uh, about a month and a week away from that. Uh, but uh, it should be exciting. Uh, kind of, kind of a dud, as you guys mentioned that it's that it's in Wheeling. That doesn't make sense. I think Charleston also had something going on that week. They couldn't have it in Charleston, where they've had have it the last Martinsburg. few seasons. Yeah. Have it at, have it at the Cam Henderson Center. The I don't think Center. they have AC there either. Put it in the Butcher <laughs> Center. <laughs> somebody not that seats spent in my, the Butcher uh, Center. Yeah, there's probably not. Pack uh, them in. Somebody that spent their uh, summer school or summer whatever first week of summer and whatever the heck it is and you had to go in the camp henderson center and watch why they do it in the morning i'm tired of not seeing kevin pitznagel on that wvu roster i know that shot's still pure (laughs) (laughs) get hassan whiteside on the marshall yes all right well that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford ken parsons ford in martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to park for more on the side of this break talk about the nba championship or let's the NBA Finals from last night. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti when you need justice. 
At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. Base it down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Won't go. Rebound Caldwell Pope. They're not going to foul. The Heat will let it play out. It's over. At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. There you go. The final call last night, courtesy of ESPN on ABC. Nuggets finally win their first NBA championship. And uh, what a way to do it. A down by five with 10 seconds left, and the Heat just gave up. Yeah, I mean, they could have kept playing the free throw game, I guess, if they really wanted to. But it was it was clear at that point that the better team had won. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't we talked about it on the show yesterday, and I think we all kind of felt like it was going to end last night. Uh, but this was a game that Miami could have won. I mean, they had a lead yeah. at one point. The Nuggets the were NBA in foul trouble. To. That's why. Was... I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, the Nuggets were you in fell foul asleep. trouble. That's why. Well, I mean, I watched most of it. Colin, we can get into your conspiracy theory. And the, the NBA is not fixed. It's if not it was conspiracy. fixed, then the Celtics and the Lakers would have been playing for the championship, not the Denver Nuggets who haven't won anything. In I didn't say it was fixed. I'm history. just saying they wanted it to go longer. It's Adam Silver more games, made more money. You know, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, you know, we all kind of felt like it was over, so uh, it just kind of came down to last night. But the Nuggets or the Heat had, you know, a lead in the game. They, uh, The Nuggets were in foul trouble. Um, a lot of things were going their way. Jokic wasn't really being too effective early. So, you know, and then eventually Denver took the lead, and it kind of felt like from there they were going to cruise and get the win, and they eventually did find a way to win it. So good effort by the I know Butler went on a little bit of a run, but it wasn't enough. It was yeah. really, yeah. Go ahead, Colin. I was just going to say that you could tell that Denver was going to win, even though at times you could see that there were some things going on there that kind of made it look like that the NBA wanted it to be the Heat. The one that I think is clearly obvious was the uh, call that got challenged and still somehow stood on the three pointer that. Jimmy Butler went up. Uh, there was absolutely no contact other than wild. Butler's foot kicking. Uh, I can't remember who it was right in the... Aaron Gordon. Yeah, Aaron Gordon in the groin. Gordon never made contact. Butler did. And somehow it was a foul to give the Heat the lead there. But after that, it was all Denver at home. And it's great to see for them a first uh, 
championship for the city of Denver. I know there was a incident that occurred in Persia to the families yeah. of the uh, victims of the shooting, and hopefully that those that are injured uh, have a quick recovery. And but back to the game itself, that Joker. I mean, another fantastic game for him. Not a triple double, but still a double double. He was the difference maker for them once he got hot, especially in that second half, uh, able to really just dominate down low and be the best player in the league like we all know he is. It, it's incredible. Denver was really the best team in the league for a lot of the season, at least the best team in the West. They didn't have the best record. You know, they didn't have a better record in the regular season than the Bucks and the Celtics, but the Heat took care of that problem for them. And it the was Nuggets kind of, also sent their guys during the last week or so. I think Jokic didn't play every game. Right, yeah. The, the, the last maybe quarter or so of the season, they looked like they kind of struggled, which I, which I think gave people pause for picking them to come out of the West, especially since people just kind of figured that the Suns would get their act together and you know, KD and Booker and Aiton and Chris Paul would be enough to, you know, even if they only played like seven games together going into the playoffs, they, they would win. But the Nuggets just breezed through the West. How about this? Stan Kroenke has won a title with every American professional sports team he owns in the last year. NBA with the Nuggets, NFL with the LA Rams, the NLL with the Colorado Mammoth, the National Lacrosse League, and the NHL with the Colorado Avalanche. That's impressive. The only team he owns not to win? Arsenal. Oh, okay. But that's crazy just just the amount of like money it took him to buy uh, or you know, to move his team to LA and all this stuff, and and do all that stuff, and then the fact that, well, guess what? He's won championships for all these teams in the last few years. That's pretty incredible. Players okay, and I think coaches I, win championships. I think he still has to get them. Yeah, I think yeah. we at least have to do a little bit of the thing that we wouldn't be a proper sports talk show if we didn't immediately ignore the basketball and move on to legacy talk for the for the best player on the championship team. I thought we were supposed to talk about LeBron. Well, he beat LeBron, you know. So, so we got to do. We got to move on to legacy immediately, and then immediately again ignore basketball and talk about the off season as soon as possible. Right, but yeah. starting with Nikola Jokic, already two MVPs and one championship, one Finals MVP at the age of twenty eight, and that's two MVPs and a second place finish. Does he care about much about basketball though? He's already wanted to go home. <laughs> that he doesn't make, even want to celebrate with his team. That almost makes it more impressive that he's just like, it seems like he has so little care in the world, and then he's just winning MVPs and championships like like nothing. Yeah. So I, I posed this question a little bit a while ago um, that is, so Dirk Nowitzki, I think it's fair to say that he's probably a top 20 player of all time, maybe even top 15, one ring, one MVP through his entire career. And Jokic is kind of the next evolution of Dirk Nowitzki with better passing and better low post play is this championship one ring one finals mvp and two regular season mvps already to dirk's one make Jokic a better all-time player you know factoring in that he will play an entire career without being injured or something does that already make him a better all-time player than than dirk and where he stands in general in the all-time uh pantheon of players in the nba you know, it's tough. Um, I think when you compare the two players, they're very similar but also very different in terms of, you know, Dirk really wasn't a passer uh, the way Jokic is, and, and Jokic is a bigger Dirk. He plays more in the post than Dirk does, even though he does, you know, play all over the floor. Uh, you ran the offense through Dirk, but he was never the main ball handler 
uh, like Jokic was or is. You know, they had Jason Kidd there. They had Steve Nash, of course. Um, so, you know, it's a tough comparison. Um, but in terms of the greatest international player ever, right? I mean, that's Dirk. And yeah. until I think Jokic still needs to play longer for me to say that he's better. I think his championship, Dirk's championship that he did win. Uh, I would say is still a little bit more impressive than Jokic's, even though you know Jokic did have a great playoff run. But I think the fact that you beat the big three in Miami, I know it was their first year together, but that team was way better than that Dallas team. I mean, can you even name yeah. who the second best player was on Dallas? It was Jason Terry. Yeah, Jason Terry, the Jason Jets. Kidd, uh, Sean Mar- <laughs> old Sean, Sean Marion, uh, you know Tyson Chandler. Uh, it wasn't a great team. You know, I think that that ring by Dirk is one of the most impressive rings by like in terms of a star player in in NBA history. And the championship that he lost, I mean, he still got that team that was very similar. Yeah, that was for uh, me Shaq and six. Shaq and, and D Wade ran into Shaq and D Wade. So, um, yeah, I think I'd still go Dirk right now, but I I could see Jokic already being in the argument since he is a two time MVP, uh, but. I don't. I think the MVP award too. I mean, it's you know, it's tough. But also, was Dirk ever the best player in the league? Is another good question that you no. ask. And Jokic is. So maybe you do go Jokic at this point. But I think longevity also helps Dirk in the championship that he did win. Uh, and I think overall, what he did for international basketball, there wouldn't be a Jokic if there wasn't Dirk. Oh yeah. I agree with that last statement, and I'll kind of go in a different direction. And as a sports show, you go this far, too. You ignore the basketball, and you start talking now after a championship. Can this team be a dynasty, right? If you can see them become a dynasty, I I think you have to keep that argument going. But I still think right now it's too early to say if Jokic is better than Dirk. I I, I don't want to go that far yet. I know we were talking off the air at the start of the show. You you can probably – make the argument that he's the best nugget which isn't that hard now but no to say that he's the best international player ever i think you still got to wait a few years and see if that dynasty comes to be and right now i mean if they can keep this group of guys together and if he plays at the caliber that he has been because we kind of slightly mentioned yesterday nick and i that he's getting better i mean yeah, it's only in the last couple of years that he's really gotten yeah. himself into really good shape, and he's become like a a serviceable defender as opposed to being a pretty bad one as of a couple of years so, ago, which I think is why he started you know being an MVP instead of just a really good player. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that the Nuggets should go into next year being the favorite to win the finals probably again. I mean, they're because, all in their prime. Yeah, I exactly. think the only guy they really only relied on six or seven guys. And I believe the only one that's a free agent is Bruce Brown. Uh, KCP, I'd have to you know double check what his contract looks like. But the core of Jokic, Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon is all coming back. And they'll, they're pretty much locked up. I believe Michael Porter Jr. is still on his rookie contract. But Aaron Gordon is around on a, on a pretty good deal. That might have to be kicked up in a year or two. But there's no reason to think they can't just blow through and win the West again next year. And, you know, see what the Celtics and the Bucks and the like in the East have. I think they can get back and win it again. I don't think there's any any reason why they couldn't. 
But I All think yeah. too, the I mean. only reason why they couldn't out of the West is if Curry has an MVP season or if yeah. LeBron stays and they add pieces in yeah, LA yeah, instead we, of LeBron going to Dallas. Yeah, we don't really know what the Lakers and Warriors are going to yeah. look like next year. That's that's the one thing. And the Suns really either because Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton could end up moving. They'll obviously have Katie and Booker. But it, it's going to be very interesting. But I think with all of those moving parts, you have to say that the incumbents, the, the champs, yeah. are probably your number one pick for next year and as for Jokic in general I th- I think it's fair I'm obviously working on the assumption he doesn't get hurt and you know right. have have a shortened career but at the end of it if he stacks up you know the numbers he's been putting up for a reasonable amount of time already two MVPs one ring even if he didn't add in anymore I think it's I think it's fair to say he's a, he would end up a top 20 to 15 probably 15 player of all time and the only centers you could really put up with him would be uh kareem mm-hmm. Shaq, will bill russell hakeem olajuwon don't put bill russell in there i mean <laughs> if you want it yeah i probably shouldn't but i just figured i'd give him his due i you mean should. look 11 time champ and i won't respect the guy for what he did and obviously he passed away recently but you look at bill russell's numbers and i mean he shot like 47 percent, and he was the one of the tallest guys in the league at the time yeah you give me one more MVP and one more ring for Jokic over the course of his career, and it starts to get it starts to get scary. I think he would be like top ten to twelve players of all time. Yeah, I mean he's so different, and that's the thing. Yeah. People don't seem to like his game for whatever reason. I think he's pretty entertaining to watch for the most part. Um, you know, I mean to see a guy at that size be able to do all those different things, we've never seen that before. So. Uh, I think the the problem with Jokic is he's not that big personality, mm-hmm. and that uh, is something missing because basketball is a sport where we look for the personalities. He's not incredibly kind of marketable. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's fine uh, because he is a great player. Um, but I don't think he needs another championship to be among the greats because we're already saying is he the greatest international yeah. player ever you know is he a top 10 big man of all time and both of those would be fair arguments at this point in his career and it's because of how different he is than what we've ever seen at that size and that skill set so yeah he's a, he's a great player uh, i'm interested to see what happens with damian lillard i think if he goes to miami or boston or one of these teams that could potentially put a package together you know all of a sudden that team becomes maybe a favorite if the heat get dame it's really all they're missing is a closer and right, a guy yeah. that can actually score consistently jimmy yeah. butler's not a pure scorer and i think people get confused with that he's a great player but he's not a pure scorer if they could get dame yeah yeah, that's quite all right, let's now, leave it formidable team. Say, now the real, now the real season begins, the off season. Yeah, and Dylan, are you going to depart us or are you going to stay stick around? Uh, I think I'll, I think I'll take off. All right, well, have a great rest of your day, Dylan, as he's going to depart us right now. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at three sixty Hackwell's Way in Martinsburg, or online at Orsini's.com. We come back, we'll talk NHL, Stanley Cup Finals, the uh, live and. The PGA Tour kind of could could see some fisticuffs in the first round of the U.S. Open. Plus, Browns get a new logo in breaking news. You're tuned into the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 
call my parents. <laughs> Dad, come over. The first gets done. <laughs> the Traeger Connected Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor. And then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Join us this summer for the thrill of American Legion Baseball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. The Berkeley Post 14 Hornets are the premier team in the area, and you don't want to miss one second of the action. The next pitch to Baden Hartman is cracked out the deep left field. That ball is going, going, gone! A three-run homer! The Hornets begin their season on June 3rd. We'll have coverage all the way through the area tournament July 18th through the 22nd at P.O. Faulkner Park. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix. Spencer, Nick, and Colin now happy to have you with us as Dylan departs us for the day. He's been working since before all three of us, so he's going to get on his afternoon. But uh, let's talk some Stanley Cup finals here as I had to delay a little bit because Colin and Nick were going back and forth about something. We are trying just to talking figure about out. Premise. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, let's talk Stanley Cup Finals. Today could be the pivotal game that wins it all for the Vegas Golden Knights as they lead 3-1. to one. They're at home tonight at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. They're favored here in this contest, according to Caesar Sportsbooks. I think it's just kind of how, how life works, as we'll see an NBA champion crowned one night, and the next night we'll see an, N- uh, an NHL champion crowned. Yeah, I think uh, South Florida's now already sad that the Heat are done, and they're going to be even more sad if they follow hockey tonight. I agree that Vegas gets it done tonight at home. They have just looked like the better team and faster, tougher. And, yeah, I mean, those are the two big things, right, especially in the playoffs if your legs are keeping you up and – the other team it just uh, florida just looks tired i mean it's still a great run for them right i mean as we mentioned yesterday an eight seed just barely made it in by one point over pittsburgh they were able to then somehow some way come back and beat boston the best team in the regular season in nhl history and from there won the east but now it, it just seems like that run has come to an end and just like miami's they did come back from 3-1 already they once. Have. Yeah. 
I don't think can do it a second time. All right. Well, we'll uh, talk more about that tomorrow. See if there is a champion crown, a Stanley Cup champion crown tomorrow or by tomorrow's show. Uh, but we do have a new owner coming to the NHL. And kind of an interesting part about this was until yesterday, there was a familiar name in the the running to own a team, to own the Ottawa Senators as uh, Steve Ostapopoulos, the Canadian billionaire yeah. that uh, wanted to purchase the Commanders. He was in it yesterday until he withdrew his bid. And then this morning, the board of directors for the Senators Sports and Entertainment announced today that a group led by Michael and Lauder has entered an agreement to purchase the controlling interest of the Senators Though the board has not disclosed the terms of the deal, multiple reports put the purchase price at nearly $1 billion. Uh, it's pretty big for an NHL team. That is, but I wanted to go back because it just had a question pop into my head. I wanted to hear an answer from you guys. Is the Vegas Golden Knights' first five years, so basically the start of the franchise, the best in any franchise history? I mean, first year, it's hard to tell, they though. go and... Yes, even though they lose, we weren't around when a lot Cup, of the franchises were created. They still made it there. They've still been a competitor throughout the five years as well, and now they are on a verge of their first championship. Yeah. So to make it to two in five years, be competitors. I think it depends on. I mean, are we just talking expansion teams? Yeah, that's that's the question. That's there. fair. Yeah, because the Ravens won a Super Bowl in their first five years. That's true. But they weren't an expansion team. They were the Cleveland Browns. So right. it's different, I think. Uh, other than but that, though, I don't think there's really been any good expansion teams. The Bucks were terrible when they first started. The Falcons were bad. Obviously, the Houston Texans haven't done anything. Uh, I'm trying to think. Panthers haven't done anything besides make a Super Bowl twice. Uh, the Jaguars were pretty good, but they didn't really win anything uh, at first. So NFL is pretty much eliminated. NBA, I'm not certain about, uh, but I feel like most of the expansion teams haven't done anything. Major League Baseball, Diamondbacks won a World Series, right? How about this? So, they yeah. qualified for the playoffs in what is this? But it was years later. So, right. This is actually the what sixth season? One, two, three, four, okay. five, sixth season. But the 2020, 2021 season was obviously shortened. They did make the playoffs that year, but in the six seasons now that they've been around, they've made the playoffs in five and went to the Stanley Cup final in two and are probably going to win one in that time frame. It's got to be like one of the best, if not starts to a franchise. In, I, I mean, I'd have to look it up and do some research on it, but I think that that's a good question, Colin. Yeah, I think wasn't there something – about how the NHL did it ex- its expansion draft that it pretty much like made it pretty guaranteed that they were going to be decent. Yeah, cuz yeah, you could only year, hold yeah. you could only hold like 18 of your 16 players or something like that. I mean, like the first year they got Marc Andre Fleury who was yeah. one of the best goaltenders in the NHL and then they got uh, you know, specifically from the Capitals, they got Nate Schmidt, one of the best defensive young young defenders in the NHL. Yeah, they they were set up for a cup run yeah. uh, that first year. Very but also a lot of but also a lot of teams did it to where 
and maybe an aging star or a young guy who was on the back end of a contract yeah. that was going to come up very soon that was due a lot of money. But, I mean, they had a good GM to start with. They had the Capitals' old GM, George McPhee. That's true. They did, but they the NHL realized that they probably shouldn't have done it that way. And when Seattle came to be, they changed it up for the most part to where you could protect a little bit more. But In yeah. some ways, it was a good thing because if you're getting a new franchise and right. they you suck right away, you know, exactly. nobody's going to want to watch them. So I think that helps in some ways, yeah. too. But it's kind of unfair to the other teams that have been – you know, in the league for numerous years, so. But well, I, I would say it probably yeah. would have to be because of how that expansion draft worked and everything that this is, you know, the best expansion team or best start to an expansion team ever. Yeah. Uh, but, again, if they win the Cup tomorrow, we'll talk about that on the show. Let's move on here. Well, if Ro- they win tonight, we'll talk yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Gotcha. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, two of the central players in the bitter two-year dispute between the PGA Tour and the Live will tee off together at the 123rd U.S. Open that begins on Thursday at Los Angeles Country Club. McIlroy, the world's number three player, and uh, Kepka, the newly crowned PGA Championship winner, will be joined by 2021 Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama. For the first two rounds and tee off at 4:54 p.m. on Thursday. What do we think about this? Because this is, you know, this could. I had to. I have to think this is a thing done on purpose to try to lower the blow of all this news and kind of making me make it positive. I mean, I, I want like to try to make it on the course rather than off the course. Because right now it's an off the course conversation. So now they're going to put those two guys together in the same tee. If they both do well, it'll be a different conversation, kind of. I mean, yeah, I think they're going to keep their off-the-course issues off the course. Maybe they mentioned it during an interview, depending on if they're paired up with each other I next day. they bring them on to the course. I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. Because be you more exciting. Get fined. Oh, yeah, it would be more exciting. If but you McElroy see did say last week, golf club. No, quote, I still hate the live. <laughs> so McElroy said last week, quote, but Would you I, tune in? He still hates the live, so. Yeah. Would you be more likely to tune in if Kepka and McElroy f- threw down on the course? Kepka would win pretty easily. He's a big guy. He is. So McElroy's not very big. I don't. Think. I mean, I probably wouldn't tune in, but I'd watch it over and over on social media. You'd be more likely to tune in if I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Or just if like they fought the first day and then they were still teeing off the next day. No. They How about this? In. Why this is this is golf. With you know, it's not necessarily it's a the gentleman's f- game. Yes, but the fun part of golf is when the Capital One does the match. It's coming up June 29th. You know who it who it pits against each other? Uh, the match was only really interesting for me during COVID when nothing else was going on. But I agree with that. It's Pat Mahomes, bit. Travis Kelsey versus Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. June 29th, 6.30 p.m. from the win in Las Vegas. I think Brady and Manning were the best. And I don't think they can really top that. Yeah, that that was a good one. That is very true. All right, let's move on here as we get breaking news here just a little bit ago. Who are the pro golfers? They're not doing pro golfers. Then I don't care. I want Tiger and Phil out there. That was good, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see if, since you mentioned Kelsey, have his brother out there. Yeah. Maybe they'll do a live Jason, podcast. Kelsey and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That's what they should have done. I don't know how Super Bowl they are at golf, but... 
We got breaking news out of Buffalo, New York, or more specific, Orchard Park, New York. Here's a head coach of the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, at a press conference in the last hour. Yeah, um, Steph is not here. Um, everybody else is here at the current time. How concerned are you about that? Oh, very concerned. Yeah, very concerned. So it's not a I'm not going to get into and listen. I respect everyone's everyone's questions and what they want to know about our team. Right now, I'm just I'm not going to get into into that anymore. So we'll talk about practice. Happy to talk do about that. practice. Happy to answer those questions, um, and we'll move forward from there. So he said Steph wasn't there. I didn't know who he was talking about, but now I understand. Stefan Diggs, how concerned are you? Because according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Media, he is making $24.415 million in 2023, including $22.745 signing bonus as part of the March of a March restructure of his contract. A mountain of dead cap money means his contract isn't really tradable from Buffalo's end. An unusual situation. So he agreed to restructure his deal just to get mad and not show up at, tra- at uh, mandatory money. I don't think camp. he's mad about his contract. From my understanding, him and... The Bills just had some issues at the end of the playoff run they had last year. I remember him kind of blowing up on the sideline a little bit. So, um, yeah, he's a wide receiver. They tend to be dramatic about things. I'm sure he'll (laughs) get on the field at some point. Um, I don't really see any reason for Stephon Diggs to be too frustrated in Buffalo. Uh, He has a great quarterback still in Josh Allen. I know Allen had his turnover issues, but I still think he's – you know, among the elites uh, when it looks at his talent and arm strength and everything like that. Um, You know, Sean McDermott's a good head coach, but I think the problem might have been that the Bills didn't have enough guys around Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is kind of their only elite weapon that they had on the team, so they joined Cade. We'll see if Gabe Davis develops as that number two wide receiver. Um, But in terms of him not showing up to mandatory minicamp, uh, it's a little bit concerning, I'd say, because, I mean, he's supposed to be their number one wide receiver. Yeah. But why isn't he there? I don't really understand why. I thought maybe this would not carry over, but it seems to have carried over. And now, like you said, they don't really have an option to trade him. So uh, it could be a concern for the Bills. And maybe they slip back in that division that is already getting better with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. We know the Dolphins are going to be solid. And. Uh, if the Patriots get DeAndre Hopkins, they could all of a sudden be a team to look out for. So, yeah, if I'm Buffalo, calling your thoughts I, quickly. If I'm Buffalo, I'm extremely concerned. I mean, the only thing that he can truly be frustrated about is yeah, lack of postseason success. I mean, they've had plenty of it to get there in the regular season, but yeah, with him not there, your star player, and you're worried about how tough this division's going to get i'd be extremely concerned and i'd try to get it fixed by tomorrow it's definitely very concerning in the fact that you know he was asked that question and mcdermott he answered it like that obviously he is very concerned he had to address the elephant in the room first uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll wrap things up, talk Nats and O's, and then also a team uh, doing a reverse boycott tonight. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. 
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call them at 304 263 Four three four three. As we wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix, definitely wondering how this reverse boycott's going to go in Oakland tonight, as uh, the Athletics fans are going to actually go to the games in protest that it's not about fan attendance; it's about the ownership. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious that it's been the ownership that hasn't put together a good ball club for how long and i mean i feel bad for the fans so i'm hoping that tonight they can be as loud as they want to even though it won't fix anything voice their concerns and it's a chance sell the team all they want even though you probably won't hear it whatever station uh this game's on because i don't think it's nationally televised we'll probably uh make sure that that crowd noise is not heard but it's, it's, a, it's an athletics team that has now won six straight ball games. Exactly. So they have something to cheer for. But still, the worst team in baseball and yeah. another franchise in Oakland that is leaving. Yeah. I mean, they don't really have a choice. They haven't been able to build a stadium there. So, you know, the Coliseum is not fit to still play games in. Um, so. You know, really, what else are you supposed to do if you're Oakland? Yeah. And you look at it from that perspective. So, um, 
you know, I mean, I guess I feel for the fans. I understand that uh, it's not really their fault, but it's not really fair to them. So, yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Nats back in action tonight in Houston to take on the Astros. First time since they won the World Series, they're back in Houston. Pre-game coverage set for 740 from the Nats Radio Network with first pitch at 810. All three games will be at 810 p.m. this week. And uh, that'll do it. What are the O's? Who the O's got tonight? Blue Jays. Are they in Toronto or? Nope. Baltimore. Baltimore. So the O's welcome in the Blue Jays. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Shout out to Dylan Bishop for coming on here for a little bit. For uh, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy. We'll be back on the show tomorrow, and we'll have some Legion baseball action beginning tomorrow night till Sunday, as it'll be five straight days of Legion baseball action. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. We'll be right back.